Blog Talk Radio. 2017 has been filled with so many memories, yet so many deaths among the LGBTQ community. In honor of all those individuals we've lost this year, I would like to not only dedicate this show to all of them, but also honor them with a brief moment of silence. Thank you. It's the talk with Mike and Welcome back to another episode of The Talk with Micah and Friends. This is your host and creator, Micah. (laughs) Now, before this year comes to an end, I didn't think that we could leave 2017 without talking about 2017. Okay? We can't let 2018 come in without giving a full year-end review. All right? So what I did on tonight is I invited a few friends of mine so we can actually take a deep dive into everything pop culture, everything politics, entertainment, and so much more. Now, before I bring on my guests for tonight, I wanted to make sure that you guys are all aware of the new and exciting things happening here for 2018. Number one, my new series, Coming Out. Okay, the Coming Out series, I actually sit down with different people of all different backgrounds of the LGBTQ community and allow them allow them to share their coming out stories. And we actually discuss how each story has not only shaped who they are today, but also how their coming out has made an impact on their day-to-day living. Now, if you would like to share your come-out story, please be sure to email me at thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com. Again, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com if you would like to have your story heard on the next episode. Now, I'm also starting another series, series number two, Dear Micah. That's right, the Dear Micah series. Now, you all will have your chance and opportunity to email me whatever issue, whatever situation, whatever problem to a specified email address strictly for this new on-air advice series. So it's going to be similar to uh, Dear Abby that's in the newspapers or even the Steve Harvey's uh, Strawberry Letter. So if you have whatever your issue is, situation, problem, email us, okay? So here's how it works. Once the letter is read aloud for the listening audience, We, and yes, I did say we, we're actually going to break down the letter piece by piece and we're going to have a discussion surrounding it. We're going to give you our real, raw, and uncut advice, okay? Now, I will actually have a special guest who will serve as my co-host for that particular show. So that's what's going to make it interesting because, you know, I may give you one piece of advice. My co-host may give you another piece of advice. And our advice may not necessarily align. So that's what's going to really make it interesting. So now, if you're seeking advice, or guidance concerning anything from uh, personal topics, uh, career decisions, marriage issues, dating issues, social problems, family problems, money situations, patentry dilemmas, because you guys have those too, barroom, whatever, email us at dearmica at mail.com. That's dearmica at mail.com. Not Gmail, but mail.com. Now, another disclaimer. You must start your email off with Dear Micah. So tell me what you think about this. Again, dear Micah, tell me what you think about this. 
And from there, go ahead and lay your story out, make it as plain as day. I recommend you writing out plain as day, leaving no stone unturned so that we can provide the best advice based on what's been provided by you. Okay? So again, send those letters to dearmica at mail.com. And if I can get at least what, maybe 10 letters to start, that'll be great. So I'll be waiting. Well, I said a lot. We discussed the coming out series, Dear Micah series, and hey, if you'd like to have, you know, your business advertised, your brand next event advertised on our show, please also email me at thetalkwithmica at gmail.com so we can go ahead and get you started as well, okay? All right. Well, before we go ahead and start Micah's year in review, let's hear a few words from our sponsors. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Kendall Brinkley Brown, and here's a preview of my debut single, Why. Available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. You got me saying why, why, maybe it's just in my nature. Download the hit single Y, available today on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. For more information, please visit www.kindlemix.com. Again, that's www.kendollmix.com. Hey guys, this is Mark Stevens, the first winner of the Talent Showcase held right here on the Talk with Mike and Friends. Check out the acoustic version of my first single, Rain. There's more music to come along the way, but this is the first thing I've been working on since my win. Check me out. I can hear the voices inside of me Begging, pleading, where is the rain? To replenish the shallow places in my sea Of insecurities exposing every broken part of me The things hidden from the world of sea Can't take this dose of my reality Oh, I, I can feel Good day, thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I am Craig the Writer-Stewart, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called So Much to Say. We talk about black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. Every single Monday, we're available in SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you can listen to a podcast. Oh, and I'm also the author of three books. The first is Words Never Spoken, a memoir. The second, One Thing for Certain, Two Things for Sure, a memoir continued. And my brand new book, So Much to Say, a book of quotes. All available now in all e-readers, Amazon.com. For more on me, visit www.craigthewriterstuart.com. Hello, everyone. 
This is Makai St. James Dickerson, your reigning Mr. Black Universe for the year 2017-2018. You're listening to The Talk with Micah and Friends. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Um, this is me, Micah. You know, I still can't believe that we're actually about to usher in another year, and that year being 2018. Now, I stated in the very beginning of the show, we've lost so many people from so many different things, especially within our community, the LGBTQ community. And um, I've taken the, you know, the sudden and expected losses as a time for us to wake up and pay attention to not only what is going on around us, but also our own, our own friends. So, uh, people, my suggestion that is not asked of you but is required of you, please wake up, please pay attention, and remember the time is now, not tomorrow. The time is absolutely now, okay? Well, now that I've gotten that out of the way, we've got the announcements out of the way, thank you so very much to Mark Stevens, Kendall Brinkley-Brown, um, Craig the Writer stewart uh, thank you guys for that, as well as Makai St. James Dickerson. Um, now it is time to take a flashback over the year and break that 2017 um, had to offer one by one. So I've invited four of my closest friends to count down and recount everything within social media, politics, entertainment, TV, cinema, music, all that good stuff. So let's go ahead and welcome back to the show because each person that's actually on the show tonight has already made a debut. So they are, they are no newbies. They have all been on the show at one time or, or another. So let's go ahead and welcome to the show John of Buffalo, New York, Giselle of Mobile, Alabama, Dantes of Atlanta, Georgia, and Ricky of Kansas City, Missouri. Is everybody here? <laughs> we are. <laughs> great, great. How's everybody doing? Great. I'm good. Good. I'm I'm well. I'm well. And everybody's Christmas, I I assume, was fantastic, or at least good. It was. It was pleasant. <laughs> it was pleasant. Okay. Good. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay. Well, is everybody ready to dissect and give their real, raw, and uncut commentary on 2017? Ready. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, all right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> all right. So, again, thanks um, for each of you for, um, you know, deciding to, to be a part of tonight's podcast. So let me go ahead and pull up the topics here. Let's begin with the first topic, all of the sexual allegations from 2017. We had, um, just a few, I want to just name a, name a few. We had Mario Batali of ABC's The Chew. Um, we had Matt Lauer, co-host of The Today Show. We had television host Charlie Rose. We had the co-founder of Def Jam Records, Russell Simmons. That was just recent. Um, U.S. Senator Al Franken. We had the TV personality um, Andy Dick. We had um, uh, we had Tabby Smiley. Uh, we had uh, what Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein. We had so many more. So it seemed like this was the year that women just totally did not play and had a point to prove. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor uh, floor up to the panel and just really ask them why do you think the women who allegedly have been taken advantage of in the workplace finally speak up? Like why do you think all of a sudden they just felt the 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 need to speak up and then it just led from one person to the other. Anybody? 
Because this is a domino effect. Once one person speaks up, they finally want to just, oh, this is for the talking, sorry. Um, and they just wanted, well, they just needed somebody to help them basically speak out on their own. You know, all it takes is one person to speak up, and after that, it's a domino effect. Everybody who's went through it or been through it, whether it's the same person or someone else, decides, okay, well, if they're believing them, then maybe they'll believe my story too, and now I can finally come out and, you know, release this demon off of my body. Hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, I, I think it. I, I, I think it, this is Giselle talking. I think it started with the. Uh, I think her name is Gretchen. I don't know her last name from Fox, and she sued. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Roger and then once, and then Gretchen Carlson. And then when she started, mm-hmm. she won her lawsuit. It kind of started with. Then it went from Bill O'Reilly. Then it just kind of had like a domino effect. So I think women kind of like like Slick said. You know, once one person said, you know, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to, you know, bear the brunt of whatever happens, and you know, for her, for Gretchen. She kind of won the lawsuit, and she was able to, you know, write a book telling her story. I think that empowered other women to um, to be able to tell their story. I do feel on the other side of the spectrum, I do feel that it's almost kind of gotten to the point where we, the public, automatically are, you know, just saying, hey, they're guilty. If, 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 if a woman comes out and says, hey, I was sexually assaulted, the man is automatically guilty in the public. And I think that is a slippery slope, and they need to kind of watch that. But, I mean, I do think that, hey, you know, women, if you're feeling power to say, or women, men, whatever, if someone is a sexual assault in the right. workforce and you don't feel comfortable, you should be able to voice your opinion. Okay. Anybody else yeah, want to um, answer that? Yes, yeah, uh, this Mr. is Dante Boyce? speaking. Um, I, I did want to comment on it as well. Um, I agree with Slick and Giselle as well. Like, all it takes is one person to start a movement, and I think that's exactly what happened, um, you know, from Gretchen Carlson or to um, the young lady who um, actually started with Harvey Weinstein because he's mm-hmm. such a prominent figure in Hollywood, it just started a domino effect or whatever, and everybody after it just kept um, going and telling their stories. And I do feel um, I do feel bad on both ends of the spectrum because I do feel as if there um, has been there has been certain instances where I feel like a lot of these women have been sitting in the dark for so long because they felt like they were going to lose their jobs. Yeah. They, they, they sat and remained silent for so long because of that. And it, it could be women on any level um, of the job force or whatever, you know, these women are executives or their assistants or, you know, they work on a certain level, so I feel like, you know, their their victim is their their victim is no different than somebody that's sitting here working at Kroger or whatever, and their manager is um assaulting them and trying to you know get over on them or trying to, you know, make certain moves that are you know not, you know, conducive of working in a working environment with a woman, and I feel bad on the other side of the spectrum as well, uh, because. And I do and don't ever want to feel like I'm putting um, the blame on the victim, mm-hmm. but I do feel bad on the um, other end of the spectrum as well, because um, I don't want this to become some type of witch hunt for certain men mm. that are innocent of that are innocent of this um, crime that occur- occurs in the workplace or whatever. I know Tavis Smiley said he was fighting back, right? Um, and, he, and, he said, he one of, and he was one of the first ones. 
that I really felt yeah. like was like, no, no, now now you've gone too far. <laughs> like I'm fighting back. Right. I'm fighting for my, you know, my job or whatever. Yeah, I'm fighting for my job. He he basically said, I'm gonna fight back. He said because consensual relationships inside of the work environment, which you know I I'm I'm against anyway. You know sometimes, but right. I understand when you work and when you're working. A hundred plus hours a week, and you're all you know. Sometimes those are all the people that you're around, uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I think what happened is he had a relationship or something like that with the um, the young lady that was uh, working for the same company as him, or working very closely with him, and they actually had a consensual relationship. And he's the one who basically said, "Oh no, he um, made a, a advancement, sexual advances against me. He, you know, um, looked at me inappropriately, touched me inappropriately." And she's the one who said it's when Kevin Smiley said, No, this was consensual. So where where's the where's the crime at? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. why didn't my job come to me first before we even got this far? So yeah, it's 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 a really messed up situation on both ends because it's not victim blaming, but then you don't want to get to the point where it's just like, Okay, so I can't even look at you wrong and we're supposed to be having some type of consensual relationship, and then all of a sudden I lose my job and everything because of this. Or, or um, it, it, could even, it, it could even be in the in the in the thing of saying along the lines of you, Dante, what you're saying, like how, what what Tabis was saying, is that you know if it was a consensual thing outside of work, but then let it mm-hmm. could be the, it could be the simple thing of another coworker seeing uh-huh. something yeah. a little you know wrong with. Tabis and let's say John and Jane. John and Jane, they in the office and they're they're sharing goofy eyes. They're doing pleasantries, something that is not necessarily a business appropriate. But you got Miss mm-hmm. Miss uh, Kitty over here, you know, that has seen this, and now she's probably bringing something to the attention of Miss Jane. And now Miss Jane feeling right. like, oh, number one, I don't want people knowing that I'm dealing with this man outside of work. Number two, of work, right? Yeah. Uh, it's wrong. So yeah, now I'm gonna have to play it and say that you know he was he did something un, you know inappropriately. But uh, um, John, did you want to well, ask? I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to say, as far as as far as on the Tavis Smiley thing, I don't necessarily know the whole story, but I do feel like you know maybe the girl probably was a willing participant, mm-hmm. but that was probably in a sense because she, you know she knew that he was he was her peer and he he was you know had had authority and he was one of power. But now mm. that other women have spoken out saying, hey, you know, I was assaulted. Maybe she kind of looked back like maybe I really wasn't attracted to this man. Maybe I really wasn't, you know, willing. I was just. But, 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 who, but, who, yeah, but, but whose fault is that? That ain't. Mm. That's her fault. Like, yeah, but I mean, because, I just, you know, that, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Suzanne. Yeah, I mean, I, I, no, no, that's, I mean, right, it's, it's not his fault. Right. Because in a sense, he thought he was—he thought she was being consensual, gotcha. but in okay. her eyes, mm-hmm. she was doing it because you know it was going to advance her career. She felt like she had no choice. Right. So it's kind of like where, where, where do you, which way, where do you toe the line? Right. So this this right. is going to be a very, That's true. A very, very That's slippery true. slope. Gotcha. John, did you want to add anything before I start asking some other questions in regards to it? Nope. No. I okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead. Um. So I kind of feel like it's always been, like, over decades, it's always been once a girl cries rape or sexual assault, it's automatically automatically believed. So I think that's a, a domino effect type of thing, too, because they feel like I, one, thing, one thing I've seen is that when women feel like they have the upper hand, they're going to use the upper hand. They use their body as a weapon towards, 
a man sometimes. Mm. And not saying that these women have done that, right. but I do like I do believe that when they do, it's taken serious when it's brought up. So when it's brought up, they feel like, oh, if I can hurt you in any way, we've seen so many movies play out, whether it's in Lifetime or um, in the box office. Mm-hmm. Women will lie and say, oh, he sexually assaulted me. Assaulted Law and me. order, yeah. Yeah, like when I was actually the assaulter. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, I don't know, but it's just, it's just so common, though, for a man, being that men are men and more and, and perceived as stronger towards than women are, it's perceived mm-hmm. that men will be the ones to be the aggressor when we have women out here now that are Oh, the most aggressor. definitely, most definitely. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can remember my times of working in a call center and <laughs> and seeing the women just kind of push themselves up on the managers. Yeah. Um, I can remember some of my managers back in my MCI days, you know, literally having sex with some of the, the female coworkers, some of the younger some of the young girls. I mean one of one of my direct like I guess he was like my associate director at the time back in MCI. I mean he was lack of best he was fucking the, 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 his help. He was you know and, and, and every other week it was a new girl in the car with them. You know what I'm saying? But it so so they gotta also be constantly aware of the fact that, like you said, there are women out there that are pushing themselves up on these men so therefore, they can get a, you know a, a, a better pay grade, so they can get in where they fit in. You know what I'm saying? Just get a, a better position within the company and all that type thing. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then, but you, you want to turn around and be like, oh, I was sexually assaulted. Um, but I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I don't mean to cut you off. I I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think that we all. I think everyone in life uses something to their advantage. If women can, if if a woman. Can can use her 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 sexuality to advance her career mm-hmm. because she may be lacking as far as in the educational field. Then I, I mean I don't I'm not saying it's right, but I don't think mm-hmm. that that's necessarily wrong. I, I I do feel that the women who do that, who use that, or, or who do sleep with their boss to get ahead, they make it harder for the women who don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they make it hard for the women who don't want who don't want to you know sleep with their boss, who just want to you know go by my credentials and see if I can get the job. But, I mean, I think that we all use something to our advantage to, to get ahead in life, and I think that the women who use their sexuality, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I, I mean, that's just my opinion. Oh, no. Yeah, and Judy, I wasn't saying it was a problem. I'm just saying that we have to be conscious of uh, conscious of that as well, as being that yeah, it's a factor. Yeah, it is a factor. Yeah, it's, yeah. A factor it's, it's definitely a problem. Some women are out there pushing themselves up against uh, to these powerful men, thinking that it's going to advance something. But then when it doesn't go their way and they don't get what they want out of it, it's oh he raped me, oh he touched me this well, yeah, way, and I didn't want to be hurt. That's all I was saying. I ain't know. It's nothing wrong with using what you got to get what you want. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, look at it like this. Look at it like from the perspective of a woman who's, you know, you know, constantly using what she has to help advance her career. And, you know, and, and, and this guy is in high authority. So he's continuously year after year or for years getting this type of treatment from the women. And then he finally meets a woman that necessarily isn't trying to approach him in that manner. She's just very professional. She's doing her thing. But because he's so so used to women approaching him in a certain manner that he then turns around on the girl who or the woman who doesn't really throw herself at him, he, he then starts to throw himself on her, expecting her to have the same reaction as what the other past females have done. And that could, that, do you get what I'm saying? Because that could be, that could be right. something mm-hmm. that, that, 
has happened with some of these other women. Like they have may have been, and I don't think people look at it from that perspective, but they may have been put in a position where all the ladies that preceded them were ladies of, you know, were trying to get what they used, what they had to, you know, get what they wanted, you know. But then she comes along and she's just doing her job. She really wants to advance. She may say the wrong thing, look look the wrong way, and he automatically um, uh, perceives that to be them flirting when it could not have been. And then, of course, now we have an allegation. So, so again, yeah. you got to look at it from that perspective too. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. and then you don't, and then you have those type of men who are used to rejection. That's yeah. when they turn into the aggressor, and that's yeah. when it becomes great because they really be like, wait a minute, so you don't want no, you're going to get this, you're going to take this, and you're right. going to like it because they're used to just getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think, I mean, I think so just, just to close out my – just to close out my I – think, I think that – I think it's, it's a slippery slope because it needs to be some type of – some very drawn lines because – you know, a, we we all we all know people who are just just difficult. We all know that one lady at work who you who just is a bitch for no reason. You can't even give her a compliment. So there there are some women who may feel like a, if if a, if a guy if a, if the boss said, hey hey Amy, you look nice in that top. Oh, I was sexual. So it's it's like, well, where do we tell the line between mm-hmm. sexual harassment? Right. Yeah, you know, it's just like this is going to get worse, sir, before it gets any better. And I, well, I think you know, we're gonna we're gonna be. No, I didn't mean to, you know, yeah, yeah, but there are, you have to go, you have to go back through, we've all been there, where we've gone into the corporate, you know, world, and, and we've done our training, and they have these damn videos I, out I here, they that. have these trainings <laughs> out here that outline, uh-huh. and now I think, and, and you know, and I can remember seeing a video when I probably started Verizon, with, I started Verizon almost 10 years ago, I can remember seeing a video, which I know is outdated. So I know at this point, with everything that's going on, now it's like, okay, we're going to have to do a refresher course and really stress certain right. things and, and really detail mm-hmm. what what denotes or what classifies as sexual harassment. You know what I'm that's saying? That's right. But in, but in but in the entertainment field, how can you how can that, I don't think that necessarily a rule of power because you're not really working in an office space. You're working on a movie set or you're working in a studio where it's kind of a relaxed environment. So you know that guideline strip. You're working at a call center that may be fine and well. But if you're at a movie set and the, and the director puts his hand on your shoulder and you're looking at the TV monitor to show you can correct a, a scene that you did, mm-hmm. you know, and you know he. So it, it, I, I mean, I don't. But, but, I well, 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 well here's the thing, Giselle. Maybe if it's just one time or whatever, and 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 they touch you, and it's like, okay, you know, whatever. You don't think nothing of it. But if you're constantly coming in contact with this person, and they're touching you, not necessarily inappropriately, but they touch you a little bit more, um, more than you would like, then I feel like, okay, I mean, once is once is okay. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's a, if you don't hand on the shoulder, you know, something like that, that's little, that's minuscule. But if you continuously start doing the same thing over and over again, and I'm looking at, okay, this is weird, then I have to bring it up. And my thing is, I understand these ladies are, you know, not trying to say anything because they're trying to keep their jobs, and now they feel like they want to come out, and I'm more power to them. But that's where I feel like, you know, I, the department that I'm a part of is human resources. You know what I'm saying? Human resources is, is really there to protect you. You know what I'm saying? And some people are a part of unions. You know, a lot of people in the, in the entertainment industry are actually a part of unions. So they have these things set up to protect them, you know, but they're, they're so worried about them, their job and, and not being protected or, you know, them being found out or, you know, being, you know, whatever, that they're not coming forward. Like, there are, there are proper steps, and no matter what company you work for, whether it's call center, corporate, whether it's entertainment, whatever, there are certain 
um, uh, levels and there's certain things that you are supposed to do in order to escalate a certain situation, you know. And so my thing is, you know, if you're in that situation, then you need to go to your damn HR and you need to talk to them. Because the one thing I do know about people in HR, they do not have, like, they don't show any favoritism, you know, because they, they're, they're, like, held by the law, so to speak. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? So if somebody comes to them and they got an issue or whatever and it's serious, like, you know, they have to deal with it. It's just like you going to them, to the police officer and telling him. Um, so that's that. But yeah, because if I they got, ignore it. Oh, yeah, that could be that damn job. If it comes to a lawsuit, that yeah. it's, it's even worse because they didn't bring it to their attention. But I don't know if anybody watches The Good Doctor on ABC. Um, I, I, anybody do, I do a little bit. Yeah, it was an episode where the the uh, one of the nurses was working under a doctor, and he was flirting with her and kept touching her. And I, her mistake was she went instead of going to HR, she went mm-hmm. to like the head boss uh-huh. which was, uh, of the department, and mm-hmm. he took it as oh, you can't take a compliment. Or, da, da, da. Like she didn't mm-hmm. go to the right to mm-hmm. the right department versus she just went over his head to his boss. And that's where I think a lot of people also go wrong. Where mm-hmm. they feel like, oh, I can't take yeah. Now that I came to him, and he just made me feel like I'm just pure, you know, shit because, and I, I'm a whore because I can't take a compliment or something, you know. And, and, and that's and, why people don't, they don't want to speak up because they, they speak up to the wrong people, and it discourages them right. to keep going further and further to make sure that they are heard. And then it just continues on to the point where either they quit or, you know, or something. Because let me let, 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 let me do the scenario, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Ricky. So let's say, um, you know, Giselle is my um, uh, is my manager, and she is supposed to be touching me inappropriately, this and the other, or whatever. And um, but Giselle's manager is Ricky. But of course, I don't go to HR like I'm supposed to. I go to Ricky. Well, I don't know the I don't know the the relationship. That Ricky mm-hmm. and Giselle have, you know what I'm saying? So that's why you. Because we could be going out for drinks. Hello. You could come over to my house for dinner. It, it, it could be, it could be exactly. So so that's why it's 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 very important that you go to your HR director, administrator, whoever is a part of. Because every organization that's in a a company, they have an HR contact person. Go to them and and get it documented. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I know they'll document it, but they won't really say anything. They'll say, okay, we do- it's documented if it happens again. You know, if it's something really small, they'll be like, okay, if it happens again, let us know. But all the information is, is documented. So, again, you know, I think we're all kind of – I mean, it's, it's, you can look at this from so many different ways, and I'm just like – Yeah, you really me. can. Yeah, I'm, for me, it's just like, well, why did they wait so long? I kind of get, you know, in that industry why they may have waited so long or whatever – um, but again, why they waited so long? But I think Giselle, you said, did you? Are you the one that said it started out with Bill O'Reilly or something like that? Somebody said that. Oh, uh, well, it started out with yeah, the, the, the guy from Fox, uh, the the owner oh, of Fox News. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what I really, what I, what I'm interested to know, and, I, and we'll never figure this out, um, is that really it was Bill Cosby. And his allegations that really kind of started this up in like in, like in 2015, yeah. 2016, you know, but it seemed like Bill Cosby's thing lasted like a couple, like a year, year and a half. 
And then right. 17 came and baby, they were just coming out the woodworks like, you know, you know, talking about it or whatever. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's what, let me see if I had another question in regards to Kim Dane. That's um, what I don't understand though. The Bill Cosby situation, it uh-huh. took them so long after that okay. to come, everybody started coming up. And it's just like, I mean, y'all like decades. But I mean, let's, we, yeah. I mean, I don't want to cut nobody off, but I think uh-huh. we're, we, back then, we were living, we, back then, that was a totally different time. There was no, we didn't, people didn't have cell phones, people didn't have social media, you, you didn't mm-hmm. have that. You, it was more so like you had Bill Cosby, the star of the Cosby show, this successful black man. He is, they're not going to believe this up-and-coming actress accusing this successful black family man of rights. So let me just swallow my pride and go, move on. With, I, they, I, I don't think they would. <laughs> I, I disagree with that because he was a black man. Had he been a white man, I would agree with you. But back then, in that time, that that was the easiest way to get rid of That was the easiest way. So was the majority. But that was but that was Bill Cosby. Like that, I mean, Bill Cosby back then was like. Bill, oh, Bill Cosby. Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was up there. So like they weren't gonna be, no, I don't, I don't think you could have destroyed Bill Cosby. But so they, they destroyed know. the Pomeranian. They destroyed Michael Jackson and his crime. Yeah. But Michael yeah. Jackson was dealing with children. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's why you. Can, but I'm saying like like that's something different. Like those are children accusing a grown man of of fondling him. Not. I don't even think it was the children. Of, I think I still think it was the adults. No, it was the adults. One of the one of the kids came out and said, "My dad, when his dad died, he said my dad made me say this." Uh huh. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. He said I. <laughs> He didn't really do anything to me. My dad made me say this, but all it took was for a black man to be touching white children. Yeah, or children. Period. I ain't gonna say just. But do you? But do you? Did, I mean, y'all really think race played a plays a part in that? That race played a part in what? Michael Michael Jackson and and Bill Cosby. Um. Well, I put it this way: Bill Cosby admitted to um using what quaaludes. Mm-hmm. Um, on these women and doing, you know, and he said, and well, and it's kind of like his excuse was where everybody was doing it, which probably they were. Oh, um, I, I never, I never knew, he, I never knew he admitted that. I never yeah, did. Yeah, he uh-huh. admitted. Mm-hmm, he admitted to it. So when that came out, it's kind of like, okay, Bill, what was going on? In that time, I mean, he, I mean, of course, he's saying he's still saying it all was consensual. He basically admitted to cheating on his wife and saying it was all consensual. But it's like, okay, what you know? To me, when drugs are involved, drugs aren't consensual. Like nothing, nothing to me with a drug is nothing consensual <laughs> about using a drug for sex mm-hmm. or whatever. Like because once. Say, say if he's not on it and she was or whatever, that's that's consensual sex. I don't, I don't think so or whatever. But I do I think rape plays a part in it or whatever. Not saying he did it because I still feel like some of these women that did come out, some, not all, some of these women that did come out or whatever, they said, oh baby, they hopped on the witch hunt. And they felt like, oh, this is the money train. Even though bingo, limitation had part. Bingo. Well, what, what's, what's the yeah. what's the what Janice Dick when Janice Dickinson came out? I was like, oh, girl, uh-huh. shut up. Like, exactly. you just, you I was just like, trying huh? to be relevant at this point. You're just trying to be relevant, girl. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody checking for you. The first one, though. 
to no, be honest. No, she wasn't the first one. Mm-mm. No, she wasn't the first one. Mm-mm. But listen, to be honest, I really feel like when we talk about 2017, this past mm-hmm. year in the list of high-profile people that were accused of this, I really feel like a lot of it was money and fame driven. I'm not condoning like rape or sexual mm-hmm. assault or sexual harassment, but I just know like in 2017, everything is about a lawsuit. Everything is about a settlement. Everything is about a come up. And that's what I feel like a lot of this was. And I feel like we can, like the, the, the women use, you know, using what they got to get what they want is a double mm-hmm. standard. It, it opens up Pandora's box for stuff like this to happen because how women think, oh, I'm going to use what I got to get what I want, so do men. Men look at the power that they have or the money mm-hmm. that they have, and they say, I'm going to use what I got to get what I want, which is pussy, because these females are doing the same exact thing. And mm-hmm. it, it, it opens up Pandora's box, and it, it goes back to the main point of like. And it makes it hard, like Giselle said, it makes it hard for the women who are actually telling the truth. Or whatever. It makes right. it really, really hard because it's like, well, damn. And then, in like, in a court of public opinion, it makes it hard to really decide where the truth lies. And that's why, right. but, in, but in the in the in the matter in the matter of public opinion, the man is automatically guilty. Like a woman, yep, can, a woman can come out and that's say, what Ricky was you know, saying, hey, yeah. Yeah, so it's like he's automatically proven guilty. If if if, if, if somebody says, I mean, in, in public he, opinion, he's he fired from his job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. This this is just really, really tricky, and I, I, I don't know. It goes yeah. back, to, back and forth. I'm, I'm all about proof. I'm all about proof. I can say yeah, this man too. did this to me. I can say he did this and or she did that. I can do all that. Yeah, but, but if, if I don't have, have no, no concrete proof, I'm not coming out and saying shit. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I mean, let's just be honest, because if, if we're going to court, you know, and and hit, this is my thing. I'm not. I'm not. It's all bad. But I would hate for some of these men to have now lost these jobs. Matt Lauer, I know, is not even getting um the rest of his money for the year. Like they just said, hell no, you ain't getting nothing. But if I just hope and pray that these ladies have some concrete proof, some video, some some something on him, because if not. And this man is truly, you know, if you go to a court and the, and the jury say, well, shit, you can't prove it without a reason to die, you know, not guilty. Now, 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 what have you, now what have y'all done? So my thing is don't come now a lot of them, with the shit if you ain't got mm-hmm. no damn proof. Now, a lot of them, like Matt Lauer um, and mm-hmm. others or whatever, are coming out and saying if I did something or um, not if I did something or I have done something, and I apologize for this. Actually, it's kind of like they're kind of having an admission of guilt. Because well. they probably like, are, are recalling certain things that have happened that they knew right. were inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? And, again, it could be, you yeah. know, it, some things that happened in the, in the office that were inappropriate but not necessarily rape. You know, no, nobody, I don't think nobody right. would be rape, but just kind of like it be, sexual misconduct. It'd be that Bill Cosby effect. You'd be like, you don't want that Bill Cosby effect. You don't want tons and tons of people coming out like, well, oh, this also happened. This also happened. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to be like, well, if I've said or done anything, I apologize. Right. Because you right. And, that's, and like Dante said, it's an admission of guilt. They know that they have done some fucked up Something. Thing. They just don't know what it is. Right. It's not right. I just think, I just, I'm, 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 this is going to be my last, last topic, <laughs> last comment on the topic. I just personally feel that, that when it, when it, when it comes to the uh, the uh, sexual harassment. People have to people have to 
I think that's well another subject. But I think you have to take accountability. Matt Lauer, whomever did, if you know that you said something that might have been inappropriate, take accountability. The the woman, you know, if you feel that if you know that this man did not do nothing, or you know that it was just an innocent comment, then take accountability mm-hmm. of that. Also, these companies have to take accountability because there's no way in holy hell that in 2017 that all of these men are now just being, you know, fired from their jobs. This has gone on right. for a long time. These long time, companies right. have let yeah, it go on. It sure has. Under the because they were about to dollar. But now that social media and women have, have taken a stance, they can no longer do it. You know, so these companies have to take accountability, too. They have been culpable in these uh, letting these men get away with being, quote, unquote, men for a long time, too. Jizzy, and I know you said this is your last thing, but I have to bring this up because we are off subject. <laughs> he, he got pulled back up into it this year. R. Kelly and the girls, there's like a claim that he's been inflated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, like, like, he can't never get away from it because once you're accused of something, you're going to always be that. It's just like mm-hmm. in our community. Once you're accused of being <clears throat> a bottom, you're a bottom for the rest of your life, no matter if you want to talk to somebody or not. Or a drag okay. queen. Mm-hmm. Or drag. And don't and don't be a city bottom. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because 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 that 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 is that's going to be known throughout the universe. Like you know, we be in the club. It's like, oh child, well, don't go with him, child, because you know he don't clean. I himself. When I tell you, all that. It's, 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 oh, and you can you can be you can be a reformed bottom, and it's still it's still gonna follow you. It's still gonna follow you. It's still gonna follow you. And that's yeah. with these accusations. Now they will forever be rapists or molesters or some type of men preying on women just because somebody has came out and said this, whether it's true or not. Okay. Last mm-hmm. question. Last but, question. But, 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 oh, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Okay. Last no, I'm question. done. Wait, I'll wait. Okay. Let me, let me say the last question I have for the sexual allegations, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Um, is how do you guys feel because I think Ricky said something that made me think about it. Like, how do you guys, what do you guys feel, guys and gal, how do, what do you feel about having, creating friendships in the workplace, and then, of course, it then goes outside of the workplace, like you guys are going out to dinner, you're going out to parties together, all that. I've always been against it. I've always been against it. You know, I, I believe it's in the like, people people where they, where they are because I don't want to. You don't need to be all in my business like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you may have one that you can truly trust, but now of all the things that I've seen over yeah. the years with just people that I've been associated with that yeah. have befriended people in the workforce and and you being messed and people getting fired for because of it, it's like you're my you're my you're my work friend. You're my friend at work. But no, we're not about to go to happy hour together. And no, we're not about to go to the club together. And if I see you out, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw my hands up. Hey, how you doing? But we're not about to do all this. Like, right. I, think it's, I, I think it's with me. Well, I, I think learn. it's <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Go Giselle. ahead, Giselle. No, you can go ahead, John. <laughs> okay, well, what I was going to say is I think it's crazy because I, I think it's person to person. And then I think it's like it depends on – the individuals because like when I worked at Geico, I had like a dope, like a dope team and a group, a dope core group of people that like I really hung with, that I really dealt dealt with, and it really became like a family to people I mm-hmm. still deal with and speak today. Mm-hmm. But like now, I work like working at the bank with all of these like oh like no, they everybody's blocked on Facebook. Like it's, oh, it's just I know like, that's so right. I, it and then as far as relationships are concerned, like. 
I could definitely see how it happens. Like I've I've watched it happen. I've watched it transpire because you you spend so much. If you're invested in your career, you spend a lot of time at work. Right. A lot of time. Right. It's your home away from home. Yes, it's it your is. home away from home. And sometimes you spend more time there than you actually do with your family. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see how that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I have I've seen couples that have gotten together in training classes um, that I was a part of that are now you know, married and have two kids. I just showed um, Wes a, a couple the other day that was on Facebook that they were a part of my, another couple that was a part of one of my training classes, you know, that are now a couple. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've known a friend of mine that actually had his then boyfriend working up under him. You know, he was the manager. He was the, the, the person on the phone. Like, I've seen it all. And I just, you know, those are kind of, those two are success stories. But the, 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 the two guys, they weren't a success story. They're not together, needless to say. But I'm just saying, like, they're well, quite natural. Huh? Oh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what you say? Nothing. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> 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 what did you say? I say quite naturally. You know, guys. Oh, quite naturally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, so, I, you know, anybody else want to chime on that before we move on to the next um the next? Topic. Well, I had. A, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you were talking about dating, dating wise, but dating friends, all that. Both, both well, of those. Yeah. Well, for well, for me, I was I was working at a college, and I was once a supervisor over a group of people, like twelve mm-hmm. agents, and I hung right. out with other supervisors. And I remember I told I asked to be off for a particular. I mean, I told my manager that I had to go take my grandmother to the doctor. Um, and mind you, my one of my supervisor friends. She knew the real reason why I was going out of town, and come to find out, she later went and told the the manager that I wasn't out of town. That because I had posted a picture on on Facebook that I was, I think, in Atlanta or somewhere, mm-hmm. and the 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 girl showed my boss the picture, and you know I got in trouble for that. So it made me realize that when it comes to work, people are all about advancing. Mm-hmm. They want to get you. That's right. You really can't have true friendship in the workplace. You know, mm-hmm. you can be friends with that person at work, but when you get out that door, you know, you need to, that's it. You know, yeah. I'll laugh mm-hmm. and talk to you when I'm inside of here, but other than that, you don't need to know my personal business, you don't need to know anything of that nature because it can come back and bite you in the ass. Uh, well, child, my ex was, we met at work, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, all and right. We were together for, for a while, so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just, I just wanted to add on real quick, y'all. I'm just saying, in my experience, I've always strayed away from that. Because I always, usually, thank God, but as the older I've gotten, I've always been in the position of being over a team or being the office manager or being a studio coordinator or something of that nature or whatever. So me being friends with coworkers, only coworkers I could be friends with is, you know, my superiors. And, right. you know, most of the time that wouldn't happen or whatever. Like, I, that, you know, because they have families, you know, they got nine kids at home. We're not going out or whatever. Um, you know, or same thing like for the girls that were below me or some of the guys that were below me, uh, you know, they were much younger than I was too or whatever. So I was their superior. So us hanging out wasn't even in the cars. And then I finally – this is just just to add on real quick too. Working with other gay guys, 
I thank God I never really had to do it, but one 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 I had to do it with one time, and he um he I, he basically I hired, and he was just like, oh okay, it's good, you know, I finally got somebody I can talk to, and this and that and the other, and come to find out he was like surfing the internet, using the internet for other things at work or whatever, and you know I was his boss, so I was just like my boss asked me about it. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. he was doing that. He told her. I didn't want any other gay guys to work there. So I wanted to be the only one in the building. So right there after that, that was maybe five years ago, after that happened, that kind of just cut me off from trying to be friends. Or I'm cordial. Of course, I'm nice and whatever. But I, outside of work is a no. Definitely. Yeah, and, 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 and I think the bottom line to, to wrap up this 27, I mean, the 2017, um, whole sexual allegations, you know, it's it's just basically, you know, Ford, I hope that what has happened, just even even though it's in entertainment, high corporate, these people are, you know, um, media consultants, whatever they are, you know, and they're making these hundreds of thousands of dollars, it doesn't matter. The same things that are happening in this particular environment is happening all over in, you know, smaller environments. So we just all need to be cognizant Mm -hmm. and aware of the things that, the things that are people that we come in contact with and how we deal with them and knowing that there is a way, you know, to be able to voice your concerns or, you know, um, go to HR. There, there's just ways in order to escalate the issue without, you know what I'm saying, succumbing to it and just living with it just because you feel like you have to. And so to anyone that's out there listening, you know, gay, straight, bi, I don't care, you know, like if you're if you're in that, believe this should be a true example that you don't necessarily have to be. You shouldn't be held to that. You should be able to voice your concerns, especially when it comes to you and your body. And at the same time, if you have, a, if it's a true company, your HR, um, your HR directors and administrators will be there to protect you um, in your position, if, even if they have to move you out. So that's all I had to say, or how, um, all we had to say for sexual allegations. I didn't know it was going to take up that much, but I'm glad we talked about it, and, and, and it's a serious thing. So going from, you know, that, that serious thing, you know, that serious topic, let's lighten it up a little bit, and let's become real opinionated about um, the Real Housewives, um, and uh, more specifically, the Real Housewives, um, Real Housewives Atlanta franchise. Um, so, my first question to everybody: I just want you to uh, um, say one or one or the other, and then then I'll start asking more questions, and we'll you know get into a big debate and question you know uh, topics about um, about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But the question is: stay or go? Should Real Housewives of Atlanta stay or go? Just give me stay or go. Go. Giselle. Okay, okay, Ricky, you said go. Giselle. Uh, stay, but recast. <laughs> I said stay or go. Okay, so you, stay. You, stay. you want the franchise to stay, okay? Um, uh, stay. John? Please go. Please go, okay, and Ricky. I mean, and, um, oh, Jesus, Dante. Um, stay. Stay, Okay. So, um, so, so, so now that we we have it out there, are we ready for a serious switch up on the Real Housewives of Atlanta or a complete destruction of the franchise altogether? For me, wait, wait, Micah, do you, Micah, do you want it to stay or go? Oh, I'm about to say it. You heard? I, you heard, I, I, I said for me, and you, for me, I want it to go. Um, and the reason why I want it to go. And, and, you, and then I will allow you guys to give me your reasons because I want everybody's reasons. But the reason why I wanted to go is simply that I'm I'm tired. You know, I, I'm I I look now. Everybody, this is they're in their tenth season. Everybody's kind of like, if you look on social media, it's like, oh, bring this person back, or oh, they need to do this. Or well, we've had ten seasons of it, and 
been, I don't know how many years that's been. It's probably been, what, about eight or nine years or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we've had a lot of years of this, and it's not changed. And my thing is this. If you're going to put women on a platform, and now they're older women. They were first. They were thirty some, thirty some, early forty some women. Now they late forties, early fifty some women. You know, on here doing the same exact things that they've done when they first came out. And so, for you guys to, you know, be able to have a platform, and so you, some of them have some business business about themselves to still be acting the way that they act. Like I just think at this point, it, it, the franchise just needs to go. And I feel like Andy Cohen is making a mockery of black women. And, and and white trashy women that have come up. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say because they get you too. Because I feel like if even if you change it around and say, okay, well I think we need to switch up, take take all of them out, get some new ones in, it's still going to be the same dynamic. We're gonna have the formula. The yeah, the formula's gonna still be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, that's the only way that's gonna be entertaining. And, and well, let me ask y'all this. I wanted to ask y'all this or whatever because I feel like. I've seen that on my timeline, like, oh my God, just just throw the whole series away. Just throw mm-hmm. throw just throw the whole franchise away. I've seen it so many times. And I don't I haven't I promise you, I think I've caught one and a half episodes from this new new season. Um, just because Sunday nights I'll be pressed. And I don't I don't even care to catch up or whatever. So I'm talking I, it's funny because I say stay or whatever because um I catch up when it comes to reunion show, shows or whatever. I catch up when it comes to reunion, and I can catch up on the whole But why stay? Why stay? Why stay? You don't look, you I, don't look at it, so why stay? Oh, this is, okay. <laughs> this is my thing as far as staying. Um, <laughs> I do feel like, okay, y'all talking about, you say, you say throw away our, I don't want to say our franchise, but I live in Atlanta. You say throw away the Atlanta franchise, but Everybody else gets to stay. So New York gets to stay. New Jersey well, gets well, to stay. Well, no. Gets to stay. All them gets to stay. Well, we got, no. We but, go. all, but, all but, black, but, those black ones got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody needs to go. You know, but okay, but, okay. But, but, but loving, loving hip hop. You know, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the Bad Girls Club. I don't know if they're around anymore. I don't give a damn if they are or not. But like those right. things, like they, they, they've run their stint. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like. We they have to reintroduce something else. There's so much more that I'm sure can be placed on Bravo and and BH1 and right. all these type of things. But we're steadily, you know, we want to create, we want to say be positive and be respectful and uplift and inspire each other. But those are not inspiring any. You know, what are they doing for Black women? How how was that show? Yeah. You know, inspiring. I think, but I think I go ahead. Well, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off. I feel that it should stay because it's providing some type of entertainment. I mean, I, I look at these women and I look at them and be like, I'm, I'm not laughing with them. I'm laughing mm. at them. It, it is providing me an outlet or, you know, some type of – some type. I think reality TV makes us feel better about our lives. It makes us feel better that, you know, really? hey, we're not living, we're not that bad off either. You know, they may have a lot of money, really? but, you know, like the American medicine. These, you got Quar on TV, her, her husband up here going back and forth. You got the Dr. Jackie husband cheating on her left and right. So it, it makes you feel like, hey, my life is not that bad either. You know, they may have all the money and the big houses and the designer clothes, <laughs> but they're dealing with the same things we do. However, I think it needs to be recast because I'm, I, I'm a strong believer that, when these women came on, true, they, sure, they might have had the money, but they didn't have the fame. And 
And I think that when you reach a certain level of status, they like Nene. Nene doesn't even act the same as she did when she first came out. You know what I'm saying? Because she's trying to appeal to a broader audience. And I think that when you reach a certain level of status or when you reach a certain tax bracket, you start to change. And I think that Nene's no longer real and she's no longer entertaining. And I feel like she's almost coming off like she's acting like her and Portia, this made-up fight. It's, it's like well, you well, I, I, I'm glad you said that because with Nene. I don't think Nene is good TV, though. Hold on. I, I think Nene is good TV, especially when it comes down mm-hmm. to her confessionals. But but my thing with with I you know I fell out of love Nene I was a I, I, if I've never been a fan of anybody I've always been a fan of her up until a certain time and I think maybe it was 2011 right. that I kind of fell out of love with her or whatever and she blocked me on Twitter and all that kind of stuff but the, the, <laughs> the thing that I had an issue with with Nene was that Nene at at a certain time I can't remember what season it was but she was not taking accountability. And I think it was around the time that her and Cynthia mm-hmm. were going through that thing or whatever, but and, and, and right. somebody else. But she was never taking accountability for the shit that she did. She it was all it was mm-hmm. right. And so my thing was this: like I, I when I started to see Nene drift off and do Broadway and do um, the New Normal and things like that, I was praising her and I was like, you know what? You you got the platform. And you are using it to your advantage. That's what it's meant to do because that's what those white those white women are creating, creating um, wine bottle wine. You know they're creating this lipsticks. They create all types of stuff with the platform that they have. So these ladies that are on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, you guys need to you know maximize to your fullest potential. And the one person who I feel like has not maximized to their fullest potential at all has been motherfucking Sheree. Why bring her on? Sheree don't do shit. She hasn't done nothing. She hasn't. She has not. She has not created any type of residual income but some motherfucking t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so my thing is, if you're going to get on that platform, you're going to do that. Do it. Make it work for you. Get some residual income. Invest. Do that type of stuff. And then, like Nene did, go out and do other things. I felt like Nene should never have returned back to the Real Housewives. Um, and I and I and I wish you would have stuck to her word. But I, I know that the dollar spoke, you know, and now she's getting paid three point five million dollars. She's still the rich, the the highest paid housewife, you know. But sometimes, if you if you're going to put your, you you're going to change your not necessarily change who you are, but change for the betterment of yourself and become bigger than or become that person that you've always seen for yourself. Then why not stay there and and maximize that versus come back to trash TV? Because that's what I feel like it is. I feel like a trash TV. But before I before I finish. Married to Medicine. So somebody want to bring it up? Because Madison, Married to Medicine was on my little up under the Real Housewives. Even even though they even though Married to Medicine go through their shit for some reason, it is the most it's balanced to me because to me there's there's some authenticity there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can see these women are truly going through some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're going through some shit. But, like they, but they then, too, Marriage and Medicine hasn't been on as long as The Housewives. Yeah. So you still have that kind of, art, 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 I guess what I'm looking for, authenticity. <laughs> that, right. you know, that, that, the show is still authentic as opposed to a show that's been on for 10 years. So, you know, if all I got to do is just show up to this dinner, cuss this bitch out a couple of minutes, and I can go home. Right, that's my right. Shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. Home. That's my biggest issue with The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's the same thing. It's, okay, somebody have a party and then somebody's not invited, and then they show up anyway in the shade, and then they all go on a trip, and it's the planet up leading to the trip. But it's the same story. It's the same, same shit over and over. And, and, and working, having worked in reality TV, I know how the shit go. You know, I know how grimy it could be. 
you know, and some people say, oh, it's scripted and this and that. And some parts, I mean, hey, it, it might be, but I can tell you one thing. The people who really control how the, how the shit going to go is those producers. And just like how those girls have these, these parties and they not, you know, what what was what happened? Sheree invited Sheree Kim. Sheree invited Kim or what yeah. Like that that was nothing but the producers saying, Hey, Kim's not invited, but we want you to bring her as your plus one. You know what I'm saying? And let's see how things play out. You know, and, and that's that's just how it is, you know. And so that's why I feel like it goes back to Andy and the producers, like y'all are exploiting the women and the women are gladly, you know, accepting the check, but then you got to realize, like, y'all got kids and shit, and, you know, like, eventually, like, they're going to be a certain age. Yeah. Like, I at don't some know. point in your life, you have to go, like, my mama doesn't do the same thing she did in 10 years ago. Right. Like, she's not the same woman that she was 10 years ago. You have to grow. And you can't be out here, a 50-something-year-old woman, arguing with a 30-something-year-old girl, or woman, should I say. Now, girl but you just it just comes to a point where you have to look at yourself and I, how do you watch yourself on tv and just be and, and be okay with this because i That's because I, I think now because i think i think now people don't people don't really care about you know being classy or being or having some type of coup they all want the people to go up for you they want to snap and oh yes girl you read that honey they they, they want all that so to, to so to them they're able to sleep at night because the kids live or they live how i read miss Simpson. and i think that you know i just i, I, I don't know Nigga, i think that that's what yeah that's what they like one thing that i enjoyed well two things i enjoyed when it comes around to nini since the housewives have been out or, you know, probably right before it started or whatever. Number one, I enjoyed how how the escape tour and all of them, we'll get to escape later, but just the escape tour, whoever owns that, you know, held Nene to some accountability when it came down to what she said mm-hmm. on, on at one of her comedy shows. You know what I'm saying? And she talked mm-hmm. about the Uber and how you get raped by the Uber drive and this and the other, you know. I, that that's what needs to happen. So I was very, you know, I was giving a hand clap of praise to that. Like that's what you're supposed to do, you know, because that direct, that can directly affect you guys' tour. Oh, you got this trash talker on here that's just saying any and everything. And like, who was it? Uh, somebody said on Watch What Happens Live. I, oh, it was uh, was it Fantasia or it was Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish, right? She because I remember it was Tiffany uh, Fantasia was on there. And she said that that Nene was funny up until that she got drunk. And uh, when and she got she drunk, became, it was like she was worried about her. Right. Mm-hmm. She she just said all type of stuff. So I so that uh, that was the only thing that I was like, okay, yes. The second one was the Brielle social media. You know, a lot of people felt like, oh, she shouldn't come for the child. But I don't know if a lot of you are on Twitter like I am. But that Brielle and Kim Zodiac, they are trash talkers on Twitter, like non freaking stop. Like they trash. Kim needs to be hit by a dump truck. Okay, oh <laughs> but but they they trash talk so much. But my thing is real. You're 20, about to be 21. Whatever the case may be, you grown. You want to act grown. You you you're not 18. You're not 19. You're 20 years old, and you want to do some little side stuff and this and other. Well, guess what? I wasn't mad when Nene came at her. Not at all. So were you were you guys mad? Would you have done the same thing or, you know, do you feel some type of way? I think I think I. 
I think I think Nene should have came for her. I think Kim is is is, is a, I think Kim is a liar. I think anytime a grown woman gets on TV and and, and parades around as being a mistress, I think yeah. that and, and think that that's okay. I think that I think that she is is I can't even get the words. I can't get into words of what I think about her. She she had her face was like she has had twenty million packs of surgery, but she's still denying saying it's just makeup. She's a compulsive liar, yeah. and yeah. I do not like her at all. And her daughter looks 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 god awful. With those you, fake did, duck lips. Did you did you see the episode? I saw episode of the tardy tardy with the party, whatever they call it, tardy for the, whatever. I saw an episode of it where they went. To I don't know if they went to the Caribbean or they went to Miami. They went somewhere, and me and Wes were watching it, and I said, I cannot believe that she taped Brielle had taped the scene without makeup, and it was god awful. Like she had pimples oh all over her face. She you could tell where she's had the work done. Oh, it it was. It, have you seen the picture of the girl? That looks like Angelina Jolie that they said has said gotten all this work that look like Angelina Jolie. Uh, yeah, she looks just like, like her. Jolie. She looks like Angelina Jolie's ghost, baby. Okay, look just like her. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so crazy because now she, Croy got him a little nose job and Croy got his little teeth done. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I heard that. Oh, yeah. He has. Oh, baby, yeah. Croy wear his, Croy wear his man powder and his man Yeah, baby. he wears his man powder. That's right. <laughs> sure does. Sure does. Who do? Croy. Croy. Growing. But I mean, but 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 not trying. Not I. I don't want. I don't want. I, I mean, I truly. Some of the stuff I'm saying is about Kim is because I don't like her. But I mean, if I had the money, I'd probably get a couple of things done too. But I just well, think, I think that Kim would. is just. Yeah. I think Kim is not not. How can you be on reality TV and you're sitting up here, you're lying about stuff that you're getting done? Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Had like, a nose job. Right. I remember when Andy asked her on Watch What Happens Live a, a couple of years ago, like, oh, did you get your nose redone? Uh, no, uh, uh-uh, I didn't like. And then did you get your lips done? Did you get no? I didn't get anything done at all. And then now slowly but surely, I think the last time she was on Watch What Happens Live, she was like, "Yeah, um, I got my lips done." And actually, I'm about to. I have another appointment tomorrow or sometime this week, going to back to L. A. to get some some more stuff done. So now it's like now you want to embrace this, but no, you should have been 100 from the get go. We can see that you've changed. We can go through the right. years and see that you've changed. We are. Absolutely. And you didn't change by just losing weight. Not at all. You know? So, um, so yeah, so housewives. But let, it be, but let it be known, though. Go ahead. That it is possible to lose weight and look different. Yes, it is. Well, oh, yeah, yeah most definitely. Without no work. Yeah. I just, I just, I just. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, I'm, when, I, when I'm, I'm just, and I don't but know. She's, she's she's, but she's but, not the example. But go ahead. <laughs> no, she's not the example. No, I wasn't saying she was, I just, but I was just saying, because I've seen girls from middle school, high school, who used to be fat. And mm-hmm. they, like, I had a, I had a girlfriend. She, I used to date this girl. She was fat. She wasn't, like, huge, huge, but she was just fat. And she got smaller over the years. Sort of looking like Jenna Jackson as a young Jenna Jackson, like a real. And I was like, God damn, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you know. Giselle, that whole that whole facial structure change. Mm-hmm. Giselle, were you about to say something, John? Anything? I was just saying. I, I was just saying. I don't. I don't know if this is off topic, but I don't. I just. I just. I'm over the. I'm over all these reality stars who get famous and who get who get wealth 
and then do all these drastic drastic changes, but then who lie to their core audience. Like, we, we, we saw you from the very beginning, like, even the Kardashians. Like, y'all are walking around here with, you know, with augmented books, but you're saying you're trying to sell us a, a, a gym plan that you guys don't even do your damn self. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I, get, I get so tired of, of these. It's almost like you're, 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 you're rubbing your nose or you're pushing our nose and shit and wanting us to believe it. Like, these reality stars, they, they sell this flat tummy tea. But they're laying at Dr. Curve's table, you know, the day before. Yeah. It's like, let's they get be, surgeries. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be, <laughs> I remember they said let's that. Let's be transparent. Yeah. Right. You know? Like, what, what's the, what's the, because I ain't going to lie, what's the shake that they're promoting right now? The 310 shake on social media? Kim, Todd Chrisley, who else? Y'all you know what I'm talking about? The 310 shake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen uh-huh. that. I've seen well, that. I, well, I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I did the promotion. I think I think it was like maybe nine dollars. But needless to say, I still have not opened that. Well, Wes opened one of the packets, and he he did the shake. But I got two shakes still sitting here, and a lemonade. You know, they gave me a nice little three ten shake bottle. You know, but you know, like you said, they're they're advertising or whatever, and you know, but they are doing other things in order to get you know get rid of their weight. And well, I, yeah, I, I, that, that's the thing. I think. I think what what um what helps them some of them is like with Chloe. I know with the Kardashians. I know we ain't talking about them per se right now, but with the Kardashians, I know with Chloe, she does work out. She works her ass off or whatever. Um, she does work out, but she needs to work that ass off, off literally. But let let I, I feel I feel like because we're gonna leave right into the Kardashians, so so it's specific, it's perfectly fine. But I feel like with with Chloe, I think Chloe has the ugliest ass. Ever, because it looks really. Look, have you seen like him? It looks <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. It looks <laughs> like she just sat on the table and somebody just injected her. Like her body, I hate to say it. I don't want to. Oh, I hate to say this, but it looks like a trans woman body. Like it literally looks like you know. A, she, cause the way she built, yeah. I'm confused. What name a trans woman? Somebody that you think it looked like, so I can get a picture, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Yeah, I need to get this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But looking at this, looking at the show, like that, like if, if you guys ever go and look at back at some episodes where Chloe, like if she positions herself a certain way, the the hips are they they look uneven. You know, in certain in certain like dresses, they look uneven. Like it's 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 a mess. Or whatever, and I feel like what I don't know if they got silicone, but I feel like at least they got you know um, fat you know injected from other parts of their body. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, but 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 be honest with you. Now Chloe has not said any. It was Kim the one that was saying it was natural. Her body was natural. This time, yeah. But I even yeah. if, you, if y'all take a look at y'all take a look at what's her name, the mama. Look at Chris. Even Chris' body has changed. Yep. Over the years, Kim, I mean Kylie's body has changed. Like I just, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for plastic surgery. I think that it's fine if that's what you do. But I mean, if you if you're gonna be a reality TV star, then you have to be willing to say, "Hey guys, I did this." You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we can clearly see that you've done something. 
you know, it's obvious that you've done something. And I, and I think Chloe body looks just, it looks god awful, like you said. You know, she looks disgusting. And I, and I feel sorry for all the black men who, black men who, who, who I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being jealous or I'm being bitter or hating because I'm not, maybe not all yeah, the way. You brought that makeup or whatever she has sort of selling now. Don't you start this girl. I bought, I bought the perfume that uh, uh, King was selling. But I'm just saying, I just think, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't like them because I feel like they're just frauds. They're frauds. Well, 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 so, with that right. being said, Giselle, if you don't like them, why support them? That's true. I want to see what well, it smells like. Let, 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 let me tell you, like, I, I I I get I gain inspiration from them every time that I watch the show, even when it, when Kylie's little show was on or whatever. I gain inspiration because no matter how they started, how they got their claim to fame, who was famous first, it doesn't matter. I love they the different business ventures that they have put themselves mm-hmm. into. Dash Miami, Dash New York, being in JCPenney mm-hmm. and those stores doing the makeup lines, like, man, that's one thing that you, I mean, yeah, they got that show, and yeah, they make a lot of money off that show, but those women, those are some business women, those are some entrepreneurs, and no matter what they uh-huh. get done to their bodies and what they may look like, you got to respect them on that level. You know, like, they, they, they got the platform and they capitalized on it. Sheree needs they to take that they they some notes from their book. That is my I think they're all right there gorgeous. People read them, but the thing is, they didn't put that that sex tape out. Some like it, so since it got out, they capitalized off of that. And look what they have got them. They didn't just sit there and just let it just be that. And and it kind of pisses me off with a lot of the the and I'm and this is kind of, well, I guess because we are or is this like a reality TV segment or can I just come back to what I'm about to say because it's no, about RuPaul's Drag. All right, so with, with RuPaul's Drag Race, it pisses me off to see the white girls capitalize off of it, but then the black girls don't do nothing with it. Like, why do y'all let these white girls or even any other culture girls go ahead and, be, and capitalize off of RuPaul's Drag Race? And y'all sit here and y'all just... And then get mad and, when you and, see and, the Kardashians or get mad when you see the other girls from RuPaul or whomever. All of them are capitalized. Well, what y'all yeah. doing? What well, well doing I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what wrong. I'm but that's not you can't you can't do a comparison because there's no because if it had had that been a black girl on the sex tape she would have been destroyed she would have, her family would not have been able to make the come up like the Kardashians did yeah had it had it been well the Kardashians the black already girl, had they already had, had a some type of money yeah right. But I'm saying if 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 the family was black and it was a sex tape, the, the person would have well, been destroyed. I, even, even I don't. With, I won't say that. I think the come up was because it was a black dude in the video. I think because it, it was. I, I, I think it was if, if Kim slept with a white dude, nobody would nobody would have gave a fuck. But she was taking all that black dick. Sorry, Ray J. Shit now. But she was taking that black dick. <laughs> And she was sucking it, and it was raw. And I'm sorry, that was the come and, up. And, and, and hold on, and, and, and the come <laughs> up. Hold on, but this is what the, the ultimate come up is not only just that she was doing that with Ray J. Brandy's brother, but she was mm-hmm. also Robert Kardashian's daughter, who was daughter, the best right. friend and lawyer to OJ Simpson, mm-hmm. whose mother mm-hmm. is now married to. One of the most uh, athletic men in the in the in the in the world, Bruce Jenner. Like there was so much connection there. There was so much to capitalize because it was like, whoa, 
It was a lot going on. Exactly. It was too many connections. Yes. Right. Talking about them. Mm -hmm. And then then now they got back in the media. They Mm -hmm. was like, okay, let's run with it. Chris Mm -hmm. Jenner did not play with them. Not at all. say what they want. She kept her kids out. But, no, she didn't put her kids out. What she did was she capitalized off of what y'all did to her daughter. Yeah. How much so, should pay? You we should bow down to Chris. And I'm not Chris, 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 Chris did the damn thing. But go ahead, John. But I was just saying, but I'm not mad at Chris. That's all. I was just saying, I'm not mad at Chris. Yeah, because Mm-mm. but but Giselle, for you to say we can't compare because of. I think the racial, I don't know if that's what you were saying, but look at Amber Rose. She has a slut shaming walk now. All, Black China, these girls, they, they, they've, capital, they've been trying to capitalize off of, you know what I'm saying, they've been doing ventures and stuff. You have some girls who will take it and run with it now. Mm-hmm. Like Jush, look at Jasmine Masters. Even though it's not that big, but people are really catching on to Jush. Some girls capitalize off of it now. Let, let, me, let, me, tell you, girls, let, me, let me tell you, Ricky, what, what I think, talking about your drag race thing, um, let me tell you what I, what I feel it is, and I think I've shared this with a few of you guys in regards to drag race and how I feel like a lot of the black girls have a lot of freaking talent, you know, and are not capitalizing mm-hmm. on, on, you know, who, who and what they are. And it's simply because when you, come, when you come off of that, when you come off of that, you have to get with the right management company, production company, uh-huh. agent, whatever. What I started to see. And I'm a drag race fan, not not a fan of many things, but I'm a fan of that. What I started to see was that it was one company that was all star management or somebody down down in Florida. There was another where all the girls were flocking, and I was like, I wouldn't want to be on the same, uh, be in front of the same management as all the other girls that are drag race. Let me have my own manager so he can really, or he or she can really solely, you know, um, uh, focus on me. And then on top of that, I feel like even with having a manager, you still as the representative have to have that go get them attitude. You got to want to go out there and get that work. You know what I'm saying? And, some, and coming mm-hmm. in and, and first coming out, you, got, you can't, just because you came out with Drag Race, don't mean everybody's not going to pay you after that first year $1,500. So you may have to go in there and get paid. Okay, I'm going to get $800 in the flight. I'm going to get $500 in the flight in the hotel. I'm going to get this, you know, and, and work your way. And what is, tends to happen is that as long as you do what you're supposed to do when you show up and do your thing, people will continue to start booking you. But what you, what I'm starting to see uh-huh. is a lot of our black girls and a lot of the other girls that are culturally experienced, they're not getting they're just due. They're letting these other girls with not really much talent but a lot of uh, popularity win because they have, they, have, they have made bad business decisions. They have squandered their money. They don't have no manager. They don't know how. They don't. They they come up and 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 Jasmine has talked about it on 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 my show. She came on my show and talked about it. Her and Kennedy and she talked about it on Facebook. They show up and they and they do anything. They they go to these to these places and become divas, and then they ruin it for everybody else. Oh yes, because I heard. Oh my God, like the past. She wasn't the winner, but I heard about Valentina. one of the runner up. Valentina? Valentina and Peppermint. Yes, Valentina and Peppermint. And Peppermint. I, whatever, I heard about their antics. Yes. yes. Peppermint is something nasty. I heard that. Like, oh, like for real. Yes. Like, I met her, and then I forgot what's that other girl's name. She's a little Puerto Rican girl from New York. The same season, Bad Skin. I can't remember what her name is. Um, Not Valentina, anyways, but was it, was it the other, the other, um, the one that kind of looked kind of crazy in the face? 
Yeah, but she and she uh she got really okay. bad skin, but she was Yeah, really yeah, bad. I know what you're talking about. I know she's gonna be on All Stars. Can't think of her name right now, but go ahead. But I met both of them that same night in April in New York this year. The one the I and I hate to keep saying bad skin, but she um she was a sweetheart. Took a picture with me and everything. And and I was just talking to her, and we because she ended up coming to talk to me, like we were just there at this little bar in New York, and she ended up coming to talking to me or whatever. And I was just like, oh, let's just take a picture. And then I seen peppermint at the next bar we went to, and she was Aja, Aja, Aja. That's the name. Aja, Aja, Aja. Aja. yeah, Aja, yep. And but peppermint was a pure nasty bitch. She was walking through that club yep. like she was the queen. She was and and I, that's when I found out she had trans. Like she was transforming uh-huh. into uh-huh. A, a girl, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Wow, she she looked a mess, but I liked her transition." Mm-hmm. And but she was <laughs> a pure bitch. Like it was her that wasn't together, but she's a pure bitch. Like her yep. attitude is nasty. I heard about her in San Antonio. There was like a parade in San Antonio. San Antonio had like a pride or something like that. And I heard like she was like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. She had all these diva demands. Like I heard she was a mess. Like that whole event kind of like went south because of her. Well, I I feel like, and we can we can wrap this up because we got some stuff to up uh, stuff to move on to. But I just feel like in this industry, no matter if you are a Real Housewife, a Kardashian, love a hip hop girl, whatever whatever you are. You you have to still you you have to come from an honest place and know where you come from because at the instant you know all it takes is one thing to happen one bad thing to happen for your supporters to no longer support you you know and then when your yeah. supporters no longer support you and they book you guess what you have no money then you then you have to go talking to the drag race girl you got then you have to come back to these bars and get these two and three hundred dollar yep. gigs. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and barely scratching the surface, and 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 moving from pillar to post. So you gotta make sure that number one, you got your business on straight, and 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 when and when you come off of these shows or whatever, just make sure you, you that you have somebody in your camp that is for you, and and don't get the big head because remember, 15 minutes of fame, you know, and that and, and that in these days doesn't last for that long, you know. So so you gotta be humble, you know what I'm saying, and meet people halfway. Don't expect all these demands. You know, after that year is up, expect for your your fifteen hundred dollar booking to go down to five hundred. You know, unless you're pop, but they got a mix pop of girls coming out. Right, exactly. But that's why I love and respect. Uh, uh, um, uh, come on, y'all call it Kennedy Davenport, who's on her way to Bangkok right now. Mm-hmm. Kennedy Davenport, I love her because it was a point where she wasn't getting the booking. And you knew that she should be getting it because that she's a, she's an entertainer. Now this yes, woman cannot is. stop entertaining, you know. And then mm-hmm. what's my, what's my big mama name from Florida? What's what's her name? Latrice. Oh, Latrice. Latrice. Yeah, ain't stop. She ain't stop. Not at all. She even created a yeah, management company. Said. You know, and, and that's because of the that's their personalities. That's the exactly. The, yeah energy that they exude when they go to these bookings and people want to see them. And then as an entertainer, they know that you have to, and this is just who they are naturally, but you have to be a certain way in order for people to like you. Like, just like with Tyra, it's so many people who don't like Tyra because they say she has a nasty attitude. And it's just like she was one of the, she was the second person to win RuPaul's Drag Race, but a lot of people don't like her because they say she has a nasty attitude. And so, and you don't really see her that much. Yeah, and, 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 let me, I don't want to go too far into that, but 
when you have a bad attitude, you can't continuously prove people that you have a bad attitude. You got to somehow break the chain. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen countless things that have happened. Love you, tired to death. But, you know, you you start to look at certain things and see that you, you, you're not coming off like you need to be coming off to regain these fans or to or to even get new fans. So I'll say I'll, – I'll leave that at that. You know, again, Kardashian, we talked about y'all. Um, I, I do want to, to add – anybody can jump in. I'll let John jump in first, and then, then we'll move on to Trump. Um, uh, just about the Kardashians, like, what do you guys think about this whole Chloe's pregnant and then Kylie's pregnant and then uh, Kim Farragut pregnant? Like, I think it, for me it was just too much. It was just too much. <laughs> like, I, like I, I thought that that was almost a thing that they, they, they came up with and thought of and said, this is how we're going to stay relevant for 2017. Well, that's all they're about. They're about just staying relevant. But, I mean, I nonetheless, I watch them, and I, I think they're beautiful women. I just think that they need to be. If they're going to be a reality star, then, bitch, be, be, let's be real and say, if you're pregnant, girl, say you're pregnant and enjoy your pregnancy. You know, we don't care. We know you're pregnant. You're going to have a baby anyway. You know, I, anyway, that's, that's how I feel about the Kardashians. <laughs> John, what? I feel I feel the exact same way that Giselle feels, and just in the sense that like it, we watch reality TV sometimes for some a bit of realness, a bit mm-hmm, of authenticity, mm-hmm. and so like sometimes with them, it's just it just it seems scripted, it seems like it was planned, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem anywhere. And that's, like, as much as you want to respect them for their hustle, as much as you want to respect mm-hmm. them because they don't, like, they be, they're movers and they're shakers. Right. It's like, these some fake-ass bitches. And I don't, <laughs> like, I have seven, I have seven biological sisters. So, for me, I come from a place of, like, I love to see powerful, like, black women, and I love to see powerful black women win. So mm-hmm. um, for me, it's kind of difficult, not that the Kardashians do anything, but kind of the way that black men put them on a pedestal above black women. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily them. It's right. the mindset of black men who put them above like Maybe the mama even got a black man. Right. Like yeah. I, see, I see men all the time posting about how, you know, Black women need to do this and black women need to do that, but it's like you can't you came from a fat black woman, so like mm-hmm. you know, have some respect, and, and that's what kind of about them. And then I think I think that them dating black men have become like just a running theme. I don't even necessarily mm-hmm. know that it's like you know that's that's their genuine interest. I really kind of think, think it like, is. I think it is. I think it's their theme, it and now they're just running with it. I think I think they generally are attracted to black. I think they generally are attracted yeah, to black. Yeah, I think they like black. Shit, nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but speaking but speaking about what you said. But but speaking about what you said, I do feel that I don't know if you guys to talk about this lady, but I think that the reason people like Beyonce and Jay Z so much because that is that is a true that is a black love at its best. And then you got you got athletes like you know Tristan Thompson who and a lot of these rappers and athletes who go out and they get these these kind of you know Kardashian esque type of women you know what I'm saying you got what's it Reggie Bush he got a very you know kind of mixed she looks just like him yeah it's nothing wrong with that but but why can't you go get a beautiful black woman why can't you go get you know you, you're a successful man but you go get something that looks that looks the exact opposite of your mother you know what I'm saying so it, it's just that that's mm. that's the problem 
that I I have with them, it, especially the athletes and the the rappers, they go get these women who don't look nothing like what they grew up around. And I think it's almost I mean, like so, a I, I, the black women. My thing is, my thing with that is, what's I don't I I, I I'm sorry, but I despise when I hear African American people say that because. It's, I don't think people intentionally just go outside their race just to be going to get someone outside their race. You, they, I agree. People date all the time. People date you date until you find who you truly love. And guess what? This is just who they ended up with. Not to necessarily say that, oh, I, I'm going to go find me somebody who ain't that, who don't look like my mother, because you love who you love. I have an uncle who's married right now to a Mexican woman. And it's just like, we. I don't, I don't know. I, we always talk about race, but we are like some of the racist people ever. Like, not saying that you are I don't, anyone on this phone, but but it's just like, people will, oh, you can't like, why do you date outside your race, or why do you get people outside of your race, or date people outside your race when you have all these black beautiful men and black beautiful women? Yes, but it doesn't, beautiful does not stop within our race. Beautiful is with it's within right. everyone's race. Love is within everyone's race. So, regardless of what, even if that don't look like my mama, but she may have the traits that my mother has when I was getting raised. She's a strong woman. And you, 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 Rick, you got I respect you. I respect you so much. Mm-hmm. And I, but what I'm about to say, I hope you don't get offended. That's some bullshit. Because first of all, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think that there, there's no, there's no way in in hell that you can tell me that true love is blind and that's fine. But if in fact you, when 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 you want when you want having this million dollar contract. You weren't getting nobody to look like Kim K. You was getting somebody to look like Keisha from the street and uh and, and Shawana down the block. You were getting those type of women. You weren't pulling them Kim K's. But now that you have money and now that you're in a different type of uh, tax bracket or set it or you go to different type of clubs, you're able to get those women or those women attracted to you not because of how you look or your person, but because of what your bank account has. So the, the love comes later. That, that that the love uh-huh. may come in, but these men are so these do you feel the same way when it's on the flip side like Serena Serena Williams? Do you feel the same way when it's on the flip side where Serena has tried all these black men and none of them worked out? Or what but, that, but that's and a gift. But that's different because we've seen we've it's seen different? Serena with a black we but we've seen Serena with a black man. We, we've seen okay, Serena with we've seen, we've seen Tristan Thompson <laughs> with black women. <laughs> Tristan Thomas, Thomas, Thomas' first baby mama looks just like uh, sure uh, does. Kylie Jenner. Sure does. Sure does. The, we, yeah. That's so, the so, problem. So, okay, right so do, 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 y'all, do you guys think that, I mean, come on, my, 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 my dad, you know, married my mom, you know, straight out of high school. My mom's a black woman. My, after my mom and my dad got divorced, my daddy married a German woman. You know, and that was a big thing, you know. And then now my dad's uh-huh. his third wife, who happens to be a black woman, you know. So right. you know, it's it, 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 I guess all of who he, you know, who he loves at the moment. But my thing is this: Do you think that sometimes that? Because I look at this. I was thinking this when Kobe married because Kobe's wife is white, correct? Vanessa, right? Vanessa, so, right. so, so do, you, do, yeah. do you? Yeah, she's something. Do you, do you think that there is some type of trust? That the that the black man has in the white woman versus and I'm talking about I'm not I'm not talking about the normal just every every everyday everyday uh, black guy I'm talking about the ones that got this money that they trust this white woman with their money and the and the finances and that big house versus the black woman. 
and feel like she's not going to do what she's supposed to do to upkeep the home and, and, and that sort of thing. Like, do you think that could be? I don't think that. I don't get that because one thing I do know about in a black home, especially if they both parents are around, the mother runs the show. The mother's the yes, God. who runs the money who does all this. So if that's the case, then I totally disagree with that because I don't believe that because... Okay, so, no. so, so, what, do you, so what do you think it is? White women have more of a gold digger stance than black women. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I believe I'm that. I'm sorry. So, they do. White women, white women are more passive. I, I honestly, some, I, sometimes I feel like it's this because, and I've seen this where to where... White, white women are, are more business savvy, I can tell you that much. True. That that yeah, that is, that is, that may be true. So what I that's see, some, y'all, what I see that's crazy. Well, I y'all giving these white people a lot of credit. Black homes. <laughs> y'all giving these are, white these are all inclusive show. We just happen to be black over here. No, yeah. but go ahead. Y'all, y'all giving um, white people a lot of motherfucking credit. I mean, well, we're not we're not saying black women are dumb. Well, we're, no, he just said black women. He said he just said black women run the household or whatever. They so do. We really ain't knocking it. That's the truth. I've seen so many times where a black woman has said, "If it wasn't for me, we would not have to have electricity. We wouldn't have paid the mortgage because he don't know how to control his money. I have to right. come behind it." To control mm-hmm. it, and or me and my kids and my whole my whole household would have went without if I wouldn't have controlled the money. But I've seen a lot in our culture alone where you drive your kids to not date out their race, but that makes pe- that's what make a lot of people do like your children go the opposite way because they like oh I'm gonna disobey mom because she keeps telling me not to do this do not to do that and I see that a lot because. I have a I have a cousin who is she she like she is so I don't know where it came from and it just now she's just so pro black she do not like white people. She was like my son better not ever date nobody outside his race. He better bring home a black Well woman. well he is he is. I'm just gonna let you know he is gonna date somebody outside his race. Cause nine times he sure person, will. I know exactly. and whose whose parents are like that, they always I'm turn saying. around. He sure will. My but little brother. Date is dating. All he date is like Latino women. His mother at first hated it. He was she was so mad because he was he she wanted him to date a black girl. And but you drove that you drove his voice to probably yeah. basically want to go date outside his race because you kept telling him to bring home a black woman. Kids, when you tell a child not to do something, they gonna always do the opposite nine times out of ten. Not everybody does that, but you you it's like okay, people like to rebel. And yeah. so we push our own children into doing something that we don't want them to do because we tell them not to do it so much. And I'll say this, in certain parts of the country, in certain parts of the country or whatever, interracial dating is like, oh, my God. Somebody it's have like something, some water. Kind of something going on in their background. I don't know it, but if you do, if you're not talking, just meet your phone. But go ahead. Um, in certain parts of the country, interracial dating is not this big taboo thing, especially in LA and California and Calabasas or whatever. Like that's all they do out there or whatever. Like I know in Florida, in certain parts of Florida or whatever, like all you see is mixed Latino and black because there's so many Latino boys or whatever and so many Latino women or whatever to where hell, I think the black people, I think we're the minority or whatever. Like you know, the, the, the Latinos are the you know are the majority. In Florida, or whatever, in certain parts of the country, like in New York, it just it just it really just depends. I I always feel like when people see 
like boys from out west, like oh, he don't brought it home with this Latino woman. Well, that's that's a, that's a lot that's going on out there. Not saying that's all, but usually when you grow up with those, when you grow up with those certain races or whatever, all through life or whatever, and sometimes that's exactly what happens. You end up with who you grew up with or whatever. And so I think sometimes it gets misconstrued as oh, that's all they do. That's all they're being. That's all they're being taught. No, that's all they're around sometimes. And you grow up so, so, your environment. So okay, so we all know like Kevin. Okay, Kevin's heart wife now is she black? Yes. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. And Nico? Is she mixed? Okay. She's mixed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she mixed or something. All right. Well, we're going to move on from this topic and just say that, <laughs> you know, we're not hating. I'm not hating, you know, especially I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't even date a black man myself, you know. So, hey, you know, I, I'm not hating on it. You know, it's, it's, oh, he's it's not black? It. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know he was not black. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No, you learn something new every day. But um, damn you know, so <laughs> But no, so we're, we're we're not saying that, you know. But but at the end of the day, it's just a matter of really trying to get an understanding of. Because I I get it. Like you know, when Kobe and all them was coming out, and they was marrying these white women. It's like the black women was like, well, what? Well, damn, we still here. Like, what, what's wrong? You know. But at the end of the day, you know, people love who they love, and if, if it's true right. love, if it's true love. Then I ain't got no issues with it. But if you if you're marrying a certain race, whether it be you marrying a black man or a, uh, the black man marrying a white woman for a certain type of reason and it not being for love, that's what I have an issue with. And I do feel like that th- that does happen around in, in our society. Not maybe more so wait, than wait. you know, m- maybe not before a lot. Before we close this topic, before we close Hurry this up. topic, I just want to say one thing. Don't rush me. Hurry up. Um, like. My biggest thing about this whole topic is not like you like you said. If it's true love, it's true love, and that's mm-hmm. you know that's all well and good. But for me, like I heard, I don't remember who said it, but it was like someone was like, "Well, you know, white women are better with money," and that's you know like that's what rubbed me the wrong way because that's not necessarily true. But I look at black people as a whole, and we're consistently like divided about no, no matter what. It's such a big division, and I feel like that's why we don't we cannot progress as a people because we can't stand together and build in our own community because this conversation, like, um, I know for, like, it's, it's not like this whole conversation, like, you don't think Jewish families and still in their, in their people, like, to date with inside that religion or to I'm date sure. with inside the race, same thing within the Muslim faith, like, it's like, and that's why those... But, 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 but if I don't want to, what so you, I mean, powerful. but if I, but if well, I don't, don't want to... to I, and I only use the black family because I'm from a black family. So that's I what I'm about to say. Like, I'm okay with you not dating. You're not dating within your race, but you are supporting your race. You are going out there and doing the Black Lives Movement. You are going there and investing in black banks. You are doing. You are going out there. And I'm. I'm good. I'm okay with that. You know, but I'm not gonna hold nobody. I'm not going when when I have children or whatever. My mama ain't never told me you can't bring nobody of the opposite sex around here. Never did never that. My mama, that. My, my, right. my, my mama never de- demeaned me my either. daddy for marrying a, a a German woman who's basically white in everybody's eyes. My mama never did that in my eyes. My mama never never did it. My mama never even dated a, a white man. She may have dated a Puerto Rican before, but she never dated. But she's I never I didn't grow up in that household. I didn't grow up in that type of environment. So I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah. I'm not mad at a black man. For for going out and marrying a white woman, I'm not mad mad at a white woman for going and getting with a black man. All I'm saying is, if it's love, all for it. 
Every, if it's something else, if it's some underlining bullshit, that's when I have a damn problem. That's it. But and, love is and, love. And I ain't telling nobody to keep keep it in the keep it in the family. Girl, right. marry whoever you, you want to marry. And John, just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, like when because it was Michael who made the uh, comment about white men are more business savvy, but honestly, they're they're raised that way to be more business savvy. And I hate to say this, but in our own homes, we're not raised to be business savvy. Uh, you better say and Even though there are families out there that do, of course, teach their kids how to you manage know, money how to and sort of invest and all planet. that. Yeah. But that's not naturally done within our race, in our home. Or we're not taught that to be a businessman, a businesswoman, mm-hmm. how to manage money. We're not taught that. A lot of people are taught to pay their bills when the last the, the last due the, the connection the last day out. that is due. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you're right, and, and that's just how we are raised. But they have they are they are they are privileged. They've been privileged their entire <clears throat> life. So therefore, and they are raised to see life in a different way in our eyes because we were we have always been the minority. So and that's, we, our parents and that's how black our women, grandparents that's how black women look at these rich black men. And who decide to date white women? Because it's like, when, when does it change? When when do we get the privilege? When do we get to pour back into our community? When like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, so I'm not. Exactly. And, and, and my whole thing about like athletes and people in the entertainment industry dating white women is because that has become like what the thing is that you do. It's become the end thing. Like white women are praised for their beauty and their bodies, and while like. Sometimes you feel like black women are made to not feel equal. It, it's not until recent to where we are seeing, you know, it's in the past three to five years that black women are receiving leading roles on television. So we can't we can't put it all back into like you know love is love. No, at some point like we do got to stand for something and and like own who we are, own our culture, own our own our blackness, and want to see a legacy created into that. But you know, I, I maybe I'm just a little too far Ooh, left. I feel, you know, I feel like I'm on the phone, and I'm 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 not being funny. I'm being very truthful. I feel like I'm on the phone with my best friend. And you and John oh. and Doctor, I I I totally feel that that's who I'm on the phone with. And and again, I, but I, 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 I agree. I agree. I'm 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 trying. I'm I'm kind of siding with John because I, I do feel like you know like when when does the cycle break? And I do feel like I think that in society, just not even about about love. I think that that it's a it's it's like cultural appropriation because mm-hmm. that, for instance, going if we go all the way back, Diana Ross was famous because she was a beautiful black woman who had the body or the look of a white woman. You understand what I'm saying? So that's, so that's then what about Denzel Washington, Washington who's still married to his oh, but, 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 what, what I'm saying, she, 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 was, she was propelled because she was a slim, slim, thin black girl. You know what I'm saying? But you had Aretha Franklin, you had Patti LaBelle, you had all these girls who had these African, these black features, but they were kind of <laughs> in the sense, not necessarily as famous as Diana Ross was or is. But and then now you had you have Jennifer Lopez and you have Kim Kardashian who oh the the, the butt Jennifer Lopez brought the booty back but you had all these other black girls before Jennifer Lopez who had just as much ass as they did but they wasn't getting price so it's like you know if in order in order to be successful in society you have to kind of look like a white person or if you're black and then if you're black if you're not black then you can you can do the black thing you know what I'm saying well it's well like, literally it's like the white women are now are now looking like 
you know, the black women with the, the black women and, exactly. and, and, and the big yeah. bucks and, and, and all of that. But it, but it, it goes down to it, it all boils down to media, you know, and they put out what they want to put out and what they want to praise. And that's just that. And it goes back to the Real Housewives and all that kind of stuff. They will put on TV and love and hip hop. They're going to just put out there. They're going to put for, for us. They're going to make us be whatever they want us to be. If they want to have ratchet black women on TV, no matter if they got a little change and arguing, fuss and fight, they're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to hear much about the Beverly Hills Housewives of Orange County. They'll have their little spit spats or whatever, but they're not all over media or they're not getting as much attention as, as the black women are when it comes to that. So, anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to move on because y- y'all won't believe we only have like 15 minutes left. Uh, and we had other oh things to talk about. Right, exactly. Um, so I want to talk well, about can we enough. Skip over Trump. <laughs> we can skip over Trump. Um, so I want to talk about the Queen's Court real quick. You know, because um, earlier this year, March, I believe it was, T.S. Madison did a live video on Facebook, and she was basically interviewing Kaya at first. So the very first one that she just actually put out on podcast as well. It's like it really was like an interview, you know, and allowing the fans and the haters to call in and ask multiple questions, and you know, Kaya was just going back and forth with them and all of that. But since then, the Queen's Court has the Queen's Court has been nationally recognized in blogs, other social media sites, online magazines, and even on syndicated radio stations. Um, me personally, I've enjoyed the roasting. That's all I'm going to say with it. I personally enjoyed the roasting, the reason, the gags, all summer and fall long. Um, but there's others on social media that haven't, you know. And I, for, for me, I found myself watching them, you know, an episode maybe two or three times, you know, over and over again. So what's so to my panel, like, you know, what's your take on the Queen's Court? I mean, is it something that you feel like can last long term? <laughs> you know, what do you feel about T.S. Madison and Kaya, that duo? Just whatever. about this yesterday. Okay. And I just said that I don't like the dynamics. Though I mm-hmm. do, I did like the way T.S. Madison was going after mm-hmm. all that BigDigBitch.com and stuff. Mm-hmm. She was going in a different direction. Uh-huh. Now that she has Kaya, I feel like she's going back in that direction mm. that she was like, because there nobody's going to pick you up with this because she with with they I heard they were doing a pilot or whatever the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like they did a screen test and everything. But my thing is, y'all gonna have to water down so much of what is going on on that show in order to actually be on television. And then so watering it down is not necessarily going to make it effective. It's not going to be as effective for the people nope. that followed it when it started. Nope, not at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. And okay. I hate that she, that T.S., that Maddie got with her because, honestly, it, it's, it's bringing down, it's, it's actually closing doors for her. Mm. Mm. And well, I personally, I'm... I'm a fan of the of the the big 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 bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I think I think it, I think it's entertainment. I think that it it it's, you you have two people who are in a sense. Well, I, I want to use I want to use the word outcast, so to speak. You have you have a, mm-hmm. a, a black trans woman who is perceived to be an outcast in society. Then you have this 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 former rapper who is not in the industry anymore who's in a sense an outcast. She's not a and former rapper. She's still putting out hits that sick like grits and she's she got everybody behind her CD. Okay, face. hello. Go ahead now. So, so I, I think that I think that, that it's it's good because they're able to give their opinion just like mm-hmm. we all do. Right. And I think it it, it kind of, it's, it's it's a level of entertainment in it. But then there's also when Kaya speaks her you know does her read there is some level of truth. To what she's saying, right, so I, right. I think it's in. If you take it for what it is as entertainment, it's enjoyable. 
And that's what and that's what I want because like I see the people going in, especially. And now I don't know if you guys can see it, like when they're live. I don't know what Facebook did, but now it's like I see all of my friends that are tw- that are that are. Um, and so I'm just like, really, like <laughs> y'all going in like that, but y'all sitting here and watching it, Ooh. you know. And my only thing is, and I let y'all finish, but my only thing is with because y'all yeah, talking about Madison or whatever. Like you know, Maddie, I love her. She supported my show or whatever, and and me, me and her, we talked today actually, you know. And so I I, I love Maddie. Um, I just want what I want is I want Maddie to be more vocal. You know what I'm saying? Like now, because mm-hmm. I, I feel like Kaya was taking the taking everything. Like she was, and it was funny, you know, and it was enjoyable, it was entertaining. But I also want Maddie to interject and say, "Well, no, I want I want to see more. No, sis, no, that ain't right. I'm gonna yeah. say this. Yeah, disagree with her. Like, don't yeah. just be quiet. Actually, if you don't feel a certain type of way, or you and just okay. disagree with her, that's like, yeah, it's okay to do that. Like, yeah. and her being your sis, she should understand that you don't feel the same way, and don't let her. You know, over talking. I think like, she does sometimes. Sometimes, but not. It should be balanced. And and I'm starting. I'm, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing a lot of balance. I'm seeing this. This is Kaya's show. And and TSA. Yeah, I mean, that's what it she really she is. It, she was even disrespectful on the call when she said this is not not the most recent one, not the most recent one, but she said something like, and maybe it was the very first one. She was like, well, this is my show. And this is da da, da 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 And she said it more than one time on more than one episode. And at that point, that's when you got to reel back at the show. I'm like, you know what? Now, again, I'm not saying that this conversation had what, what it had, but I'm like, okay, no, no, not this now. This is our show. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go and say stuff like that or whatever. Because at the end of the day, T.S. really is kind of making you relevant because you're over at her house, on her couch, uh-huh. on her chairs. She you know had the following. You know, she has, she has the following. Mm-hmm. From all over. So anybody else? Anybody else? John. Your following was not as strong. Yeah. Um. I've seen a lot of my timeline, including including where Ricky's from last night. Um. You know, a lot of people had a lot to say, and then I saw a lot of. It was another. It was another post today speaking about it. It was like mm. it was all over. I don't. I don't even know what happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. I know she did go in on Trina again. Um. I do know she. <laughs> I do know she uh, so I feel like um whatever happened on Monday triggered a lot of stuff because this is the most I've ever seen on my timeline about it. Like it's and it's coming um down to the point where it's like, okay, we have people who are for and mm-hmm. against the show, period. Mm-hmm. And I have not no not an issue about it. Uh, I, I wouldn't even watch it at first because I was just like, because uh, I didn't honestly and this got us truth, I didn't follow Madison or Kaya or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will always see them pop up on my timeline because of somebody else on my timeline mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so when I would see, uh, the, like, a clip from the Queen's Court, and then me and Giselle, we were headed back from Duval, I think, and we actually listened to a whole episode. I had never mm-hmm. listened to a whole episode. I listened, it was actually hilarious. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have certain, certain things that I do follow and certain things that I don't. And I um, somebody was playing it again, I think, on Monday for Christmas or something like that. And I was just like, eh, it wasn't as funny to me or whatever that time around. I was just like, oh, okay. It was, it was some cute little punchlines in here and there. Because I saw where Ricky, I think where Ricky said, he was just like, you know, um, I don't consider, uh, I don't see, you know, people who uh, consider them funny. And I'm just like, oh, I see things that I like and some some that I don't. I don't have an issue with them having a show. I don't have an issue. With, I just feel like um, I think what people start to do with Madison and Kaya, they start policing 
policing people's fun. Like sometimes they'll tell people, oh, well, if you if you agree with them or you think that Kaya is right or if you think that this person, you, you must have this level of intelligence or you must be. And I've seen plenty of people that have a very articulate, very, very intelligent that can listen to the show and just feel like, you know what, this, this is just entertainment. This yeah. has nothing to do with my life. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and especially those people that are caught up with the, that are so diehard fans of Trina and Nikki and Remy and, yeah. uh, and Wendell, Wendy, we, baby, it's all <laughs> entertainment. Just, and, 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 and that's what I have started to say over the last couple of episodes is that this is strictly for entertainment, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Now, of course, with entertainment and with reading, bitch, there's always a lot of truth in it. You know what I'm saying? But it's still strictly entertainment. And untruth. And untruth as well. And untruth, yeah. Because well, I just and, feel like, yeah. But, but, but people are so, when you're writing for somebody, if you're a Trina fan or you're a Nikki fan, you feel so insulted. Leave that of being offended every five seconds in 2017, people. Like, just take it. Guess what? You already know what the show is about by now. If you don't, that bitch don't read every last don't. one of my faves. She don't read Janet. She don't read all my holes. <laughs> and I don't give a damn. Don't, <laughs> don't, give no don't, damn. don't even click on the live. Don't click on it. Yeah. That's all you can do. If you don't like it, don't click on it. Y'all don't agree? Y'all agree? No, I agree. I think, I think, go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead, Ricky. Well, I just wanted to say just to, because this would be, this is going to be the last thing I say about it. Um, I watched it twice. I didn't mm-hmm. get my opinion about it until after watching it this last time. The second time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the second time around. Like, the first time I didn't laugh, the second time I didn't laugh. It's entertainment, and I, I, and I don't want to drive people from watching them because if they're going to thrive in this and it's actually going to go somewhere, have y'all viewers, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. A transsexual woman and a black woman coming together and actually having an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. I might not watch it, but that don't mean just because I don't watch it or I right. don't like it don't mean that I'm hating on them. Mm-hmm. I just it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I think that they have a following and that's great because they are doing good things. I mean, take it to another level. But I just it just to me it was it's just not funny to me. Like, it's just not funny. I didn't laugh. I, I had to, but I had to watch in order to get, uh, to form an opinion. Gotcha. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I think that I, said, I didn't follow Madison. I didn't follow Madison until after I saw Giselle do them. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't follow And Giselle, I'm, I'm going to let you, <laughs> let you come in, too, because um, I know you want to see, but I, I just feel, I feel like you know, with, with what Ricky was just saying, like, there, I, I don't know how much we're going to be able to take uh, how much they can can go with what they have on national television. Not saying it can't be done, yeah. but right. you, but when you after you start doing something the, the same way for so long, you gotta start stepping outside of the box and doing other different things in it and and bringing and intertwining other things into being more creative. You know, and so I, I, I wish them much success. I wouldn't I would love to see them go on national television so I could be like, I remember when they did the first show and I you know what I'm saying and now they're there, but I wanna see it elevated, but I also don't want VH one or whoever picks them up to restrict them so much or to kinda of like, you know, mess it to where it loses loses its dynamic and it's not the same as as it was when they were just doing it live, you know. So that's my issue. So now, um, that's my thing. So, Giselle, say your piece, and I want to hear John what John had to say, and we're going to close it out. No, you can, you can, you can go ahead. I'm done. I don't you don't got nothing else to say about them, too. I, 
about to, no, I, I think I, I wish them all the best. I think it's a great show. I think it's, it's okay. entertaining. I do think I do think the show is a little long. They can cut cut it down an hour. You know, okay. you know. But I, I think I think it's really really fun. I think it's it's, it's entertaining. I, I, my only problem is that I just hate for people. You know, the 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 main ones who are enjoying it, watching it, they then want to get on Facebook and say that oh, it's low class. Right? Yes, exactly. Now I'm gonna so. tell you one time. I seen one viewer who was always going at. Kaya for the last however how many episodes, but this particular episode, <laughs> they were up in there and they was they was basically praising like they was going along with whatever Kaya was saying. I was like, oh, okay, now you switched. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. uh-huh, but you was reading uh the last ten episodes. Okay, I got you. I see you. So, John, say what you, you do. You have so anything I, to say <laughs> about the Queen's Court? I think I just had to um before I, I let to, y'all tell us what we're gonna leave in 2017. Go ahead. No, I said I had to humble myself because I was one of those people that kind of was not buying the whole Kaya thing. Like, I was mm-hmm. in my – I really felt like, bitch, how dare you? But mm-hmm. then I was just like, I'm sure somebody feel, feels that way about an opinion that I have. But mm-hmm. I just – it goes back to what Giselle said. If you look at it as, like, this is entertainment, this is pure, like, you know, just take it for what it is and leave it at that, then I guess you can find some enjoyment. But I don't, I really don't think it's funny, and I honestly think – that T.S. Madison is like, I feel like Kaya is not the best for her brand. Because mm-hmm. nobody takes, in in the industry that T.S. Madison is trying to break into, nobody takes Kaya seriously. Mm-hmm. So this is your Judy, this is your sis, you, you know, you're, you're, you're involved in this project with her. Um, it's kind of like, I don't want her to get blacklisted in a sort, like to where she's missing out on gigs because, okay, we don't want to hear about it on the Queen's Court. We don't want Kaya reading us because of something mm-hmm. you told her. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they do take those type of things into consideration. So, yeah, that's my, those are my things about it. But, I, yeah, okay. I do I do agree with Slick. It's not funny. But, I mean, I guess it's entertainment for people who, you know, enjoy it. Well, thank you so very much. Now, um, real quick, I asked you guys to go. We only got, like, three and a half minutes left. I asked you guys to create a list of what um, what should people leave in the year 2017 and not bring it to 2018. And so I want you to write off your list really, really quickly, and we're going to start with Ricky. All right, well, my first thing was, my first thing was leave there can only be one celebrity at the top, an example, Beyonce, Young Money, female rapper, et cetera. Um, two, leave someone's having an opinion about them as hatred versus just that they're, that's their opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Three, stop putting on social. Stop putting on for social media because of, um, in person you're not the same, and it makes you look horrible. And and when you two different people, four, beefing on social media with people, um, leave that in 2016. Oh, wait, yeah, we 20. Wait, where where were we? Seventeen. My bad. Leave that in 2017. Um and five reality TV and the new web series came out like that's popping and I'm I, I I don't know I just don't I can't there's get so that. many oh my god all right so that, 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 was that it okay next we we gotta keep rolling <laughs> Giselle what what are your I, okay for me I, what you should leave in 2017 please leave please like we recycled the word swag in 2016 please throw away bay I don't want to hear no more bay I don't want to see bay I don't want to see that no more. Also throw away Man Crush Monday, Woman Crush Wednesday, and to be honest, I'm tired of that. Throw that away. If you like somebody, just go on flat out and tell them you like them. Send them an inbox, DM, do that. Also, what else? 
throw away fear. There, it is 2018. There's nothing in this world that should stop you from reaching your goal and, and achieving and living your best life. If you, if you want to become a YouTuber, if you want to go become a doctor, if you want to do whatever you want to do, just do it because you have to live your life for you and not anyone else. Also, tranny bashing. Oh, tranny bashing. Stop, stop tranny bashing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Dante. Shoot them off. Okay. Stop settling. Leave that and leave that in 2017. Stop toxic relationships with your friends. Leave um, bad money management in 2017. Stop policing people's fun. Let them have fun. And stop procrastinating. I'm Thank done. you. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, John. All right. Here are mine. Invisible parts that are visible. Leave that shit in 2017. <laughs> let's, also, let's leave Remy mine in 2017. Let's leave Remy Ma in 2017. Let's leave Chelsea Booth and Adidas track pants in 2017. Let's leave Real Housewives of Atlanta in 2017. And I'm tired of seeing couples fight on Facebook. Let's leave that shit in 2017. Oh, me too. All right. Mine, I'm regretting as fast as I can. Let's leave what I'm calling toxic positivity in 2017. Stop repressing and ignoring negative feelings and blaming negative life events on your inability to think positive. Start thinking critically about your sadness and grief to better understand yourself as a person. Can we leave people who get offended by everything in 2017? Don't tell me how much I mean to you when I never hear from you. Please leave all this fake love stuff in 2017. Leave that I'm a bad texter nonsense. Leave that I'm a bad texter nonsense in 2017. Be upfront and say you don't want to text that person. Reclaim your energy in 2018. If it drains you, leave it in 2017. Until next time. Everyone be blessed. My callers, stay on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye, y'all.